Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five players to buy into your FPL teams. Today, we'll be having a look at some of the top transfer targets going into game week four across defenders, midfielders and forwards that I think you should be buying into your FPL teams that I'm considering buying into my team as well. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here and welcome back to another video. It is of course our weekly five players to buy video. Today we'll be taking a look through five different players from a variety of price points, a variety of teams and of course across all positions to have a look at who you should be buying in your FPL team going into game week four. Before we dive in, 1000 likes on the video is always the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here and if you like all of the data that does get used in this video, this video is kindly being sponsored Sponsored, as always by Fancy Football Scout, the one-stop shop for everything you could possibly need FPL, whether it's data, whether it's videos, whether it's podcasts, whether it's articles, whether it's members area, whatever you like, check out the link in the description for a discount. Make sure to sign up if you do find what we use useful, but we're going to dive straight in. It is going to be Jackson. He was in last week's video, but I've made a promise to both you and myself with this video and when I put it out every single week. I'm only going to include players in it that I really truly believe you should be buying. I'm not going to put differentials in it for the sake of putting differentials in it. I'm going to be putting in the players that I would buy into my own FPL team that I think you should be buying into your FPL teams as well. Nicholas Jackson, 7.1 million, 20% owned now, is still the number one forward transfer target for me outside of Erling Haaland. He, of course, scored in the home fixture against Luton in game week three, where myself and quite a lot of you probably brought him in. Looking at the fixtures going forward as well, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Fulham, and Burnley in their next five as well. The fixtures continue to be really nice. Chelsea managed to unlock Jackson in the second half of that match against Luton and if they can continue to do that, I think he'll be a good forward going forward. If you have the likes of Alvarez, he's still a fine hold. If you have Ollie Watkins, I still think Ollie Watkins to Jackson is a transfer that you should be considering making. It is a luxury transfer. It's not necessarily something that I think you need to be making necessarily this week, particularly with Liverpool being without Virgil van Dijk. But if you have a transfer spare, it's still something I would like to you to do. 0.7 expected goals per 90 minutes on the pitch. There's still very little rotation for him as well. So the minutes are good. The chances he's getting are good as well. I really like him still. Next up, it is one of the highly talked about assets at the moment is James Madison. At time of recording on Monday, he's 7.6 million, but he's predicted to rise in price tonight up to 7.7 million. He's at 17% owned now as well. The fixtures do look really good and he has been consistent with returns so far this season with 22 points with one goal, two assists as well in three starts. Really nice run of fixtures. We didn't necessarily know he was going to be back for game week three. He was, looks like he's going to be okay going forward as well. Burnley and Sheffield United in the next two. Then 
again, it does get a little bit harder with Arsenal and Liverpool in there, and then it gets easier again. From game week eight onwards, the run of fixtures for Spurs is really nice, so he is in more longer-term hold, and we'll talk about Madison versus Sterling in just a moment. I do have a preference on it, but it changes depending on what I think your chip strategy is. The underlying data for Madison is really impressive. Over one expected return per 90 minutes he's on the pitch, 0.4 for goal and 0.58 for the assists as well. So it is slightly favoring the assist threat, but I still think he's a great asset and still underpriced at 7.7 .7 million. And then probably the other highly spoken about and highly sought after transfer target at the moment is Raheem Sterling of Chelsea. We spoke about Nicholas Jackson, who is the same price as Sterling, 7.1 million, but Sterling much less owned at still under 10%. Now, I expect that to rise going into game week four, but I do still think he's a good asset to be buying nonetheless. The fixtures, as we spoke about with Nicholas Jackson, are really nice. Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth in the next two. 23 points, he could have had more. And actually, if, he, if Enzo Fernandez had scored the penalty that he missed in game week two against West Ham, which Sterling won, Sterling would be the joint highest scoring midfielder in FPL so far. He has one more point so far than James Madison. However, the online data is not as good for Sterling as it is for James Madison. 0.3 expected goals compared to 0.44 for James Madison and only 0.19 expected assists per 90 compared to almost 0.6 for James Madison. However, these short-term fixtures are really nice for Sterling. Looking at the next five, greatly outweighs what you're going to get if you do buy James Madison. And that's why I think it depends on your chip strategy when deciding which of them you do want to go and own in your team going into game week four. If you plan on wildcarding in and around game week eight, if not slightly before, I think Raheem Sterling is probably a better pick. He has the explosive potential, although it did come against Luton. The underlying data is not that great. The fixtures are there if you want to continue getting those returns. However, if you want to, like me, potentially save that wildcard a little bit later, you don't plan on activating it pretty soon. I do think the underlying data and the long-term fixtures mean that James Madison is the better pick of the two. Next up is the defender on the list and it is Destiny Udogi of Spurs. Now, he did pick up a slight knock late on in the game, but it has been reported that he should be fine going into game week four. They, of course, have a cup match on Tuesday evening, so do pay attention to that. But in the pre-match press conference that Ange Postacoglu did say that he thinks he just kicked the ground and speaking to him now, he's fine. So he should be fine. That's Monday and they don't play again until the weekend in terms of Premier League. So he should be fine for that. He is the one that I would go without the Spurs defence. He is getting into really advanced positions and his attacking data does look quite good as well. 0.18 expected assists per 90. So sort of one assist every five matches if he plays 90 minutes in the mall is very nice. He, of course, also picked up three bonus points in game week three as well, which is really good to see, creating chances and being highly involved. The fixtures are a little bit mixed for them. So game week six and seven with those two red fixtures, you probably not want to be starting him. But in four of the next six, he is a great asset to be having. I started game week one with him and I'm going to be starting him in four of the next six in my team. And finally, it is the mid-priced midfielders. And we're going to do a comparison now between Brian and Buemo and Diaby. Now, as I said, I only want to put players in this video that I would really consider buying. And I thought, oh, Diaby's look great, but actually I would just buy Brian and Buemo into my team if it was me and I didn't own either. Then I started looking at the underlying data and I thought it's actually worth in this section, instead of just recommending one, to talk about both of the assets. So looking at the data for them, Mbwemo has scored 25 points versus Diaby's 22. Diaby averages slightly more points per 90 because Diaby plays less minutes. He gets subbed off early, whereas Mbwemo does play 90. So not actually 
that much to report home there. Mbwemo has scored three goals with zero assists, whereas Diaby has two goals with one assist. However, when you do start to look at a little bit of the underlying data, you do start to understand that maybe Brian Mbwemo is a little bit more favoured. The expected assists per 90 is very similar, 0.17 versus 0.16, but it's the expected goals that are different between the two. 0.3 only for Diaby versus 1.1 for Brian Mbwemo. Now, even when you take out the penalties, which is a big part of Brian Mbwemo's game, 0.57 expected goals per 90 when he's on the pitch outside of penalties. So he's still outperforming Diaby. Now, if you do actually add in the fixtures and you start to see them, they do line up pretty similarly over about the next six. Maybe slightly easier for Diaby, but he has a slightly more difficult short-term fixture run, including Liverpool away in game week four. However, with Van Dijk being injured, maybe that's not as difficult as maybe we thought it was. After doing this review, I still think I'd buy Brian and Bueno over Diaby, but having watched Aston Villa, when game week eight comes around, I think Diaby will be a player I definitely want to consider bringing into my team. It actually makes me less nervous about selling Ollie Watkins because I think Diaby is probably a better FPL asset in terms of value than Watkins. So when game week eight comes around, I won't have Watkins anymore because I've sold him for Jackson and I'll likely bring in Diaby. But in terms of the next four fixtures and so bringing one in ahead of game week four, my fifth player to buy is Brian and Buemo still of Brentford. So we've had five players to buy. We've had a defender, we've had a forward, and we've had three midfielders as well. Depending on your team structure, depending on when you're wildcarding, it might differ a little bit about which of those midfielders you do want to consider buying into your FPL team and, and, and how it fits your structure as well. Again, I favor Madison over Sterling long-term, but if you're planning on wildcarding soon, Sterling over Madison short-term as well. To be honest, Brian and Waymo's next four means that he could be a better asset than both of them. Let me know what you think about my five players to buy. How many of them do you own in your team at the moment? I own three at the moment, and it will be at least four of them come the game week four deadline as well. Madison or Sterling, one of them's coming in. I think it might be Madison. I think that's where I'm leaning at the moment. Anyway, let me know what you think. Let me know any players I've missed, anyone that you're really considering is not in here. Are you going for... Darwin Nunes, for example, some of the others that have got big returns going into game week three. Are you selling your Brighton assets like Matoma, like March, even Mastupanan as well? Thank you all for watching. Make sure you've liked the video. Make sure you've subscribed as well. Of course, all the data you've seen in here does come from Fantasy Football Scout. So check out the link in the description if you haven't already. We're going to try and hit 1,000 likes on the video. Good luck in game week four. If I do not see you before then, but I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.